0: It's joy to be in the house of God and uh, you ending. And uh, I was uh, thinking through the story uh, of Christmas and I've got a little, want to take the story a little different way. I think the battery is uh, dying down. Being in this sound and light for so many years, I've dreamt about sound system in heaven. And I first, whenever I want to go to heaven, I want to go to the sound desk and check whether that howling sound is going to come or not. Can you cut down the FX for me, the purple knob? Yeah,
1: thank you. So, uh, this morning we've got a little work to do with the text um, and
0: uh, Uh, I was so blessed uh, preparing this this, uh, message and uh, being a man, being very stoic we don't show much emotions I was like that very hard Um, one thing I came to know in worship um, your heart becomes very tender and that's my experience you begin to profusely cry I had uh, one strange encounter in 2012 when I was praying. I didn't know what to pray. I began to profusely cry over and over again, over, and over. And then the Lord began to direct me to a passage. And so um, I've learned whenever God uses us, the prerequisite for God to use anybody on the face of the earth is brokenness. If you say, God, use me, uh, embrace the school of brokenness. And so without that, um, no one is, God does not uh, graduate you and To make you stand, and so, um, um, uh, so this this is one of one of the kind of uh, uh, sermons uh, that really blessed my heart and showed me a sign of God uh, that is very unusual, very unusual. Have uh, yes, we all have read Bible, but sometimes you have those moments when 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 the word really uh, gives you that tenderness and you your eyes are open to a, a different view of God. And I want us to um, take a look at God on that on that uh, uh, mode this morning be patient uh, time always flies but especially when pentecostal preachers are preaching i might i don't know how it flies especially the sunny prasad comes in i don't know why thank god pastor designed the church without the clock we believe in the timing of the lord you know and since pastor preem is there he's a very gracious man you know i found a friend in pastor preem you know um, in our classroom uh, he survives um, and we both have been, thank you Pastor Frame. thank you, uh, thank you auntie, and thank you uh, Shobhaka made a special mention and uh, kindly uphold our pastor also. And so kind of him that he called up uh, and prayed for Shreya, Shreya was running on temperature and Pastor Abraham called up in, and prayed and that was very moving. You know he needs prayer and he prays and no wonder Jesus was not a healer, no one is making notes on that. Jesus is not a healer. Jesus is a wounded healer. Look at Jesus we have. He's not that superstar, you know, having those five uh, polished uh, doctoral degrees to heal us. By his wounds we are... How many times when ministers, we go through praying and we lay our hands in the midst of pain and God does. We don't know why. But that's the way God... Broken people are the ones God uses. Amen. Um. Title of the message this morning is Hall of F- Shame to Hall of Fame. Hall of Shame to Hall of Fame. I've packaged that into this and so let me start off. Anybody know this <coughs> dear woman? No, good. You all, you, you all should not know so soon. Yeah, I don't know, today by mistake you're sitting on the first chair. Anybody? Yeah? Joni, yes, go ahead. Anyone else? Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. How many of you have heard this name in the 90s? Yeah, I was in the Bible college when all these big, big things were happening. We were wondering which news to read: Gospel according to, or Gospel according to. So Monica Lewinsky, young girl, and I don't want to give much details. You have it on the net. What What intrigued me was one one thought. Yeah, who is she, by the way? Anybody want to say something about her? Half a minute, please. Ah, White House pastor, please. You know more than me. You know I'm unworthy to untie your shoelace because you don't have a shoelace today, you know. Intern in White House. Anyone else? Come on, Say one thing about her. Aunt Nobody. Affair with Bill Clinton. Yeah. Anyone else? You want to add on to that? No one. Anybody? Somebody? Nobody. That's good. I think a lot of details will not be so precise for Sunday morning. She joined as an intern in, in White House. And she began to have uh, a, a sexual affair with the then President uh, Bill Clinton. And um, the affair went on for four or five years. And, and a whole lot of things happened. And, and a little glimpse of her. Uh, what intrigued me was she was a Jew. And her, her background is uh, very Jewish. And so it kind of, I drew uh, a, a parallel about her life into one of the characters that I would like to present to us this morning. A couple of things that, that, that we need to look about. This, this girl, the Guardian newspaper, uh, had carried an article on her telling, Monica Lewinsky, the shame sticks to you like a star. That's what she said. She is known f- for international shame. Everywhere you go, any site you open, today you go put her name across the media, you'll get a shameful story of those five, six years. A little bit, nearly 20 years ago, uh, Monica found herself at the heart of a political storm. Now she turned the dark time into a force of good. So from the Hall of Shame, she moved to the Hall of Fame. A little bit so that we will be on perspective. 2015, she gave a TED talk, a popular talk. And and comprising all the brains of the world and trying to give some enlightenment. And this is what she said. Overnight, I went from being a completely private figure to a publicly humiliated one worldwide. Granted, it was before social media, but people still comment online, email stories, and of course, email cruel jokes. I was branded as tramp, tart, slut, war, bimbo, and of course, that woman, that woman, that woman. Every time you have that woman, that woman, you know, and you associate not with the parents, not with the Jewish background, not with the studies. She's got an MSC in psychology. No, not with that. She's going. No, not with that. That woman, you know, that woman, a fair woman. Ah, that's the name. It was easy to forget that that woman was dimensional and had a soul and once unbroken. Nobody knows me, but every time they talk about my name, they always put me in a box of that woman. We too, me too. Me too is a little different there. Now, this is what she said. I was patient zero. The first person to have their reputation completely destroyed worldwide via the internet. She was known for international shame. I happened to be in London once and picked up the newspaper to read and I found her name. She had come to London to give lectures on overcoming shame. Mind you, I was, wow. She has been through internationally and now she's got some, she moved from the hall of shame and moving to a hall of fame, trying to say, come, this is how we overcome. This bind you, no Bible there, nothing to do with Christian, but she overcame. And let's move on what, what, what uh, the article says. Lewinsky was once among the 20th century's most humiliated people, ridiculed across the world. Now she's respected and prospective anti-bullying advocate. She gives talks at Facebook and at business conference on how to make internet more compassionate. She helps out at anti-bullying organizations, all that, because she was a victim. Now she's given a talk from the Hall of Shame to the Hall of Fame. Now, having this as a backdrop for for this, this unusual Christmas story that's featured in the Bible, sometimes... Shame sticks on us like a tar. We sit in the church. We, have a, we put on a lot of lack me. Because many things are lacking in me. We come up with so much of multiple masks of life. The deepest wounds are not shown. And I want to tell you what Christmas has done to this one woman from the Bible. We come, we sit down, we want to hide Do you have a husband? No, I don't have. Jesus said, yes, you rightfully said you have five husbands. And she quaked. Her mask fell off. Sometimes the stories that we have, we don't even tell it to our parents, neither to our pastors. We hide it inside, put on a mask. Look at this woman. She came about. And the whole internet and the media had that accusing finger. The Bible talks about this accusing finger in Zechariah chapter 3. And the Lord showed me Joshua the high priest standing before The angel of the Lord. And Satan was at the right side accusing. We we, 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 we always have an accusing finger. You're unfit. The dangerous thing that that happens in a Christian life is voices that record and keep playing back. You're unfit. You can't do ministry. You can't be a good husband. Do you know? You can never be faithful. God can never use you. I've learned one thing. Satan uses your past to kill your future. He uses your past. You can never make it. Probably Moses on God had to drain his people of the flesh and baptize them in the spirit. Why? Flesh always sabotages what God wants to do in the spirit. Flesh, Abraham and Sarah, I'm going to bless you. It took 24 years, but you got to wait. But if you act in the flesh, I cannot move forward. No wonder whenever we have the Holy Spirit of God, there's a propelling in us. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, and there's a momentum. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria Tomos. The there's a momentum Unless you have the Holy Spirit of God There's no propelling I never believe that anointing is given So that you will be Endowed with it So that you'll, you'll You'll park yourself in the parking lot No Every time God gives you a message Every time you have a Powerful devotion Every time you cry to the Lord Every time you have an encounter It should propel us Amen Look, Look at the vision that the shepherds had Behold A sign a baby is going to be wrapped in in a manger with the clothes and you're going to go there. And, and the wonderful angelic song to the shepherds. And what was the message? Go and see the baby. After that they spread. There's always that propelling message. There's always that momentum. There's an impetus to do something for God. That should be there in our life. Accuser always brings in the past. In in order to, to, to give a, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to use big jargons. Christmas is there. Gala gala is okay. Okay. Uh, Human terms, the Lord's way of removing shame is to cover it and give you garments. The first story of how God covered shame was he used fig leaves. Adam and Eve messed up in the garden. God said anytime you messed up, call 19-911-139-149. No, God did not do that. I want to tell you, in the, the first story of, of, in the Genesis is so wonderful because Satan deceived them and ran away. You know who came when there was a mess? God. He didn't send his assistant. He didn't send three visitors or manna from heaven. He didn't whisper. He didn't cause a whirlwind. He came into the garden. He looked at the shame and he covered the shame. First story of the Bible is God covering shame. Look at this. Land was cursed. Serpent was cursed. Marriage was not cursed marriage was not cursed they both were blessed and god sent them out that is god when he comes in when you invite him he comes in he sees the shame where are you adam it was a cry it was not threatening there i'm hiding shame guilt fear this trinity can destroy the fabric of humanity shame Guilt fear shame guilt fear shame guilt fear you don't come to God because shame sometimes in worship you don't you cannot worship because of shame and sin guilt and fear if I come I may die but that's what Jesus turned it around I've come to save reverse the shame reverse the guilt reverse the pain the fear take off the filthy clothes and I'll give you fine clothes to you and this is the whole message I want to draw into This woman was full of shame and now she's clothed and she's on a different garment trying to bring in some kind of news. God bless her. But I want to bring in the whole straight into the narrative, into the biblical aspect. When God looks at the high priest full of shame. Whenever there is shame, you have an accusing voice. Listen to this. Whenever you have a shame story, you all have a voice. You cannot make it. You are a liar. You, God cannot use you. Your marriage will not prosper. I don't think you ever have a plan. You need to work it out yourself. You hear voices. Hide, 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 hide. You, you tell, you fabricate story after story. Why? You want to hide your shame. We all have family matters and family shame. Put it under the carpet, close it, brother. Nobody should know. Shame. The love of God goes deeper than the layer of makeup that we put. He covers us with shame. He doesn't just put a makeup and run away. And I want to show that from the scriptures. When Joshua the high priest was facing accusation after accusation because of his filthy rags, God said, I want to change the garment. He said that. Angel of the Lord standing, take off his filthy garments. Then he said to Joshua, "See, I've taken away your sin and put on fine garments for you. Fine garments in a kingly context is, I welcome you into my chamber, come and view His Majesty." I'm just putting certain precedences before we jump into a fine story. I'll close this, and I come to the story. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. She's featured in the first chapter of Matthew, in the Christmas story, in the royal line. Royal line. Matthew's highlighting Jesus as a king, and she gets featured, Beth Sheba. Call her Bath Sheba. Bath Sheba. She was taking a bath, and he said, bah. Bath Sheba. Every time you think about this woman, There are four things that come. Lust, lying, adultery, murder. I'm mindful of the children in in this place, but I want to tell you the first glimpse of her in the scripture, she's unclothed. For a woman, if you want to undignify her, strip her. What we are facing as a nation with women is this: protect the dignity. The first visibility of this woman is undignified. Dignity deteriorated. Hindi vastraharan, stripped off. And every time you speak her in the Old Testament, probably in the palace, probably in the chamber, probably in the harem, probably those around, always you tell lusted. Probably she was a very seductive woman. She probably allured the king with the mystical, magical eyes and trapped him with lust. First one, second lying. Because she came into the chamber, David had to lie. He's a good man. He's a Psalm 23 man. He's a this man, but he lied because of her i'm telling my perspective there third adultery every time you talk about her. adultery comes in. he comes adultery second samuel chapter 11 chapter 12 always there adultery 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 there's no fine marriage there's no wedding 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 card for her there's no here comes the bride there is no pa pa anybody know that la 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 there was nothing for her there was no a day where she could celebrate. Every time you call about adultery. Where's your husband? Where's your husband? Where's your husband? Your mum, Adultery. Murder. Her life is surrounded with four stories. You put Guardian. You put CNN, BBC, IBN, whatever. They're going to cover this. She was in the hall of shame. The time she entered the scriptures. It was a hall of shame for her. What happened that she moved from the hall of shame from in 2 Samuel chapter 11 to hall of fame? How can she be featured in Matthew chapter 1 in the royal lineage of the son of God? Sinless one. Every tabloid would carry this story. Every movie that was done will always have, I don't know what called B rated, Betheba rated movies. What did she do, by the way? Let me talk about her family a little bit. Her husband was Uriah. Who was Uriah? One of the top 30 mighty warriors. Mind you, the king called her. The king called her summoned her to the chamber. Could it be, I'm thinking in the shoes of Bechabah, could it be that she's contemplating my husband has gone to war. We finished the Amalekites. Now we have gone to another region to war. Could he, could it be that he's reporting to me something about my husband? I need to prepare. I'll put on some garments and, and get on to the king. Could it be my husband? Her father was not a joke. He was again Iliam. He was another mighty warrior. The Bible tells. These are the men who were there to help David protect his back. They were there in the political affairs. They were there to the of the nation they were there to take the command you cannot do anything for that woman probably she's thinking yes my family is involved in these things could it be that the king wants to tell something about my dad he's gone to the war probably he's been shot or he's wounded he needs some help there's nobody around and he's calling me she's contemplating could it be about her grandfather Haithophel king's advisor the wise men they knew what moves to make they knew what decisions to do. So could it be that that she's contemplating one of them? I'm going to go to the king. Probably he's going to tell me something that is sensitive, something that I need to take 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 note of. Because this is my family line. We are on the defense. The moment she comes into the king's chamber, he dismisses those surrounding him, attendants. Shamefully. makes love. Sorry, I'm changing phrases. Pushes her. Sleeps. She's coming with with dignity. She's coming with sensitivity. She's coming with some seriousness and he's what's wrong with this woman. And by the way, there is something in the parentheses in the scriptures that caught my attention. It came to pass in an evening tide that David rose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of king's house. And then from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. Washing, washing herself. She's not putting cameras. She's not trying to seduce. She's washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And look at look at the other translation. David sent messages to get her. She came to him, slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from a monthly uncleanness. It is a biological and even that she was going through It is in the human race And every time a woman has her monthly periods She is unclean Anything that she touches It is unclean Therefore you need to come out Of your premises Wash yourself For seven days you are done like this There is a command Leviticus chapter 15 For seven days The impurity will be there So is she trying to allure David? Don't you know that he had 17 women and multiple concubines? What is she trying to do? No. Is she trying to seduce? No. Is she got a bad history? No. What's her past? People are mighty warriors in her family. She knows what she's doing and yet this man lusted her. For no fault of her, she was put in the hall of shame. When you see somebody like that, what do you do? You walk away. The king should have walked away. Lust breeds in leisure. As a tangent, I want to tell us as Christians, David reached his peak in, in, in 2 Samuel chapter 10-11. chapter In fact, he was feasting on the victory of a war when his downfall happened. I, I repeat that. He was feasting on the victory of the war with the Amalekites when his downfall happened. There was victory. In the smell of victory, the enemy scripted the downfall. Paul says, those who are standing, take heed lest you fall. Watch this. Those who are standing, take heed lest you fall. There's only one word between standing and falling. Take heed. There's only one word between standing and falling. Take note. Take heed. Take the warning. Be alert. The day he lost his acumen to war, he fell. We are called to be in warfare. We are called to be in the battle ring. We are called to face the principalities and powers of darkness. We need the name of Jesus. We need to be swift in our thought. We need to stand firm to see the kingdom of God come. It's not a playground. I mean that was a tangent thought. That's what she did. Look at what happened to her. Shame after shame. Pain after pain. Thought something good will come from the king's chamber. She came back with pregnancy. How unlikely. After some time she gets a note telling your husband died in the war. First of all it's a shameful thing that you are pregnant from somebody else. Secondly, you know that your husband has died. No time to grieve. What to do? You don't even have time to tell your husband that something is happening in the womb. Before something could happen in the womb, you're looking at your husband's tomb. Pain upon pain. After losing the husband, she's a pregnant widow. Pain, shame. That baby that is being carried around, voices and noises and comments and opinions and tactics and gossip going on. You know that woman? That woman? (laughs) Will God ever use? Can she be in the lineage? Look at in retrospect. Can God use us? Can something come out of this remnant? After all the pain that you go through of your husband. Mind you, Bible does not mention any child that she had prior to this child. Probably they were a young couple. A child is born. Husband dies. You are a widow. After being a widow you have to bury your first child. What is happening to me? Shame. Pain. Fear. I don't feel like coming out. I don't feel like eating. We always have a dimension of King David. But Bible somewhere between the lines. Tells about the misery of shame. That this woman is going through. Yes, she was in the palace. More than being a commoner and a publican, she was in the palace. She was celebrated royally. She had the royal food. She had the royal, but pain and shame covered her. I want to speak to those. This is the word from the Lord. For those who are walking in shame. Prophet wrote 700 years before, people walking in darkness have seen a great light. I want to tell people walking in shame have seen a great light. The shame that has entered our nation, our little girls, the shame that that, that that are there in Christian families, the shame that you yourself, me myself, we've tarred it upon us and put on different facades. Trying to say some other story and come into worship, God wants to deal with that shame. He wants to rewrite that shameful story. I don't know for whom the word is this morning. Receive it in the name of Jesus. He's able to take that shame and, and collage it with a different story of your life. That is the story of Christmas. Amen. You don't have to hide anymore, He's covering you. He's got a plan for you. How did God turn this story around? And how is it related to Christmas? Please be mindful of this verse. It might come to some understanding at the end of the sermon. Then David comforted his wife, went and made love. She gave birth, and they named him Solomon. The Lord loved him. As I was reading this over and over again, I was minister telling, how can the Lord love the son without loving the mother and the father? There's something that happened there. I want you to concentrate on the womb, the womb, the womb. Christmas stories about the womb. Elizabeth's womb, Mary's womb, now Bethsheba's womb, the baby coming forth. For unto us a child is born. As pastor was trying to say, a virgin will conceive, have womb. There's something about the womb and everything went blank. The Jama? Yeah. It's gone into the womb. It will come back, don't worry. I can see the blue screen. Want to put the. Praise the Lord. Rebirth has happened. The Lord loved him. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord loved him. I want to read in between the lines to say, and probably we can just note that in later time in the scriptures, the Lord loved him. The Lord Lord was concerned about the womb. The the Lord's love was much there when Bethsheba had the baby. Now, let me come quickly. Solomon. Just imagine. Don't bring in Solomon too soon. Right now. But look at. I think last week we discussed about. Did we? Did we all the six wives of David. Let's read the names together. Ahinoam. Abigail. Maka. Hagith. Abital, Eglah. Now if you were. One of the advisors bureaucrats in the kingdom and you want to choose the next king It should have been one of the sons of the first six because David was in Hebron there, seven years in Hebron then he moved up to his own capital so these are the first, so firstborn has got the birthright Ahinoam's son Abnon should have been there Abigail had, and Mark, son is supposed to be the only royal woman in this line is Marka, king of Jeshur? his son was Absalom no wonder you see the royal line, Absalom trying to be a little forceful inside, getting into the political storm because he had that blood in him to be the king. Then you have, you have Adonijah, the fourth one. Haggit's son also tried the royal seat. So there were people in competition. Mind you, if, if people were to say, where is, where is Bethsheba in this line? If Bechaba would have thrown a case and said, why didn't you consider my, my son? That woman, Abba, lying, lust, adultery, murder. We don't want that woman to be in this line. Do you think she will survive this line? Do you think her son could be featured in one of these? No way. Why her past? But somewhere in the scripture, the Lord said, I loved. I have a plan. I'm willing to remove the shame from this woman. And I want to show you a couple of things how the shame was removed in installments and, and how God acted in Matthew chapter 1. When Solomon was born, David gave an oath to Bethsheba and said, your son will be. And I want you to see how the progression of Bethsheba is in the scriptures in 1st Kings chapter 1. First time when Betheba was before David. It was shameful. A hall of shame. Look at now. She said to him. My lord. You yourself swore to me your servant. by the lord, By the lord your God. Solomon your son. Shall be king after me. He will sit on my throne. A sh- woman full of shame. Is able to go before the king. And said you gave me an oath by the lord. The lord spoke. You said the Lord said something about my son, my womb. I know there are shameful stories. I know it's like a tar on my back, on my face. Nobody wants to consider me. But there's a word that Lord gave. Will you fulfill that word? First Kings chapter 1, 28 and 29. Then David said, call in Bathsheba. So she came into king's presence and it's is significant. Sometimes we got to read the word slowly to understand. First time when she came, she was sleeping. She was put probably on the bed or on the floor. I don't know. But that was undignified. Look at the story how slowly it changes. Calling bet No matter what people have said about her calling, all the wives would have probably had some noise, comments, jealousy. Do you think that woman is anything going to happen? No, 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 We know her. We've been in the palace too long. She just came yesterday. By the way, she's she's Uriah the Hittite, one of the seven nations. God said, smite them and blank them out. You think she and her son? Ah ha 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 ha. Let her live in a last palace like that, join Mikhail. She was childless, and uh, this story it doesn't, it'll kind of spoil the whole lineage of the royal line of David. When David was the king, it was 1000 BC. It was called the Golden Era. Why why you want to just spoil this lady's name? Call her into the chamber. She stood, stood, stood. Righteousness is a garment. When God clothes you with righteousness, you are standing in king's presence. It's very, very noteworthy that she was able to stand and represent her case, shame slowly is turning and it's in the hall of fame, slowly, slowly, look at that. And the king saw an oath saying, as surely as the Lord lives. Who redeemed my life from all this. As surely as the Lord. That means verily, verily I say to you. That means what I'm going to speak is verified, authenticated, authorized by the Almighty. Verily I say to you as long as the Lord lives. Verse 30. I will carry out this day. Oh my. This day. Exactly what I saw to you by the Lord. The God of Israel. Surely your son will reign after me. This woman fought through the shame. This woman was lifted up out of the depths, put on the royal garments, had a standing before God and said, my son, a woman with shame could take hold of her son with all the baggage and said, my son will be on the royal lineage. Somewhere she understood the hand of the Lord was upon the son and upon her. Lord, your word. Lord, people have done this to me. I have no other place to speak. I can't write to newspapers. I can't write to prayer partners. I can't ask anybody to represent. I know with so much of Lord dignity squashed in me. I just want to rise up and stand before the king. I will carry on exactly. This is half the story. I want to tell you what is the meaning of forgiveness.
1: How come
0: God could use Bathsheba? What do you mean by forgiveness? Let's all put ourselves in the shoes of the six wives of David. How come Solomon? 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 I love him. What do you mean by love? I love him. What do you mean? I forgive. What is forgive? I choose not to remember. I choose not to remember. Bible does not repeat her story again. There is no gossip about her again. There is no stripping her again. There is no somehow, somewhere entailing her, detailing her somewhere. No, again. When I forgive you, I condemn you no more. Go in peace. That's what Jesus said. The power of forgiveness is your past is never brought back again. That is God. I will not question your past. I choose not that we forget. Yes, all the memory things are there. But God says, I choose not to remember. Every time you come to me, I choose not to remember. No, but you know this. But you know that. But you know that woman. How can that? that?" No, 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 no. She's forgiven. I love, I love, I forgive. Christmas story is about removing that shame. That favor of God has come. I remove. I choose not to remember. So when you say I forgive my husband means you choose not to remember. You forgive your wife means I choose not. I don't bring it up again. I knew you are like this. We always go on to that. I forgive. I forgive. But I choose to remember. Forgiveness means I choose not to remember. You always, accuser will go put on the case again. Hagit would have gone. Ahinom would have gone. Maka would have gone. How can can this woman, do you know her past accuser? Do you know what she did? Do you know we have a record? We have the king's journal. Do you know I forgive? That's the power of forgiveness. By his blood we are forgiven. Amen? Amen. That's when we have a standing before the king. We don't have a standing. Majesty, majesty, empty handed I come. Because of forgiveness. She is a beautiful analogy and example of a woman who has a standing before the king. Mind you, he's number one king. Nations fear David. She goes back. I want to tell you when God forgives you, finish it off. He doesn't want to meddle with your past. Sometimes psychology is dangerous. Three years I suffered with it. Psychology knows how to open the wound but does not heal. Jesus heals. He knows every detail of your life. I preached half the message, I think. Let's go down. Look at, look at this, look at this. When Betchuba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah, the king. The king, look at her dignity. Look at her value. In the same palace, in the same chamber. Where she was humiliated, put to full of shame, undignified. Look at royalty attributed to her. The king stood up to meet her, bowed down to her and sat down on his throne. He had a throne brought for the king's mother and she sat down next to his right hand. Wow, wow. Sometimes we leave Beth the bathtub and we bury her there telling this is your past no way god is mindful of everyone when he says i love you i deal with your past i love you i forgive you i love you i rewrite a new story look at her royal woman sitting next to the throne means what you dispense justice and righteousness when people come subjects come to stand before you you have the right to say can this be done? Can we allot a land? Can we issue a different degree? Can we just supply some grain? Can we have a transaction between the nation? Your signet ring is value. Look at Bethsheba. What a dignity God gave her back. If so much so. David and Solomon could do. I want to tell you what God could do. If earthly men. Endowed with the wisdom of God. The kindness of God. Could act in favor to Betshubah for this shameful woman, how much more God could have done? Let's see the God side of the story in Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 6. Matthew chapter 1, verse 6. David was the father of Solomon. We all know this. Whose mother had been Uriah's wife. The writers did not want to write the name Betshubah. Because it would bring some shame, but she was featured. You have the Holy Spirit inspired Matthew write the name of Bathsheba. But no, 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 no! Write her name. Tell her who her husband. Write it down. No, it, it stains the genealogy. Write it down. If David can give her standing. In the presence of his kingdom. How much more God the king of the universe said. Write it down. Let it be known for now and ever. That Bathsheba is part of the lineage of my son. The king decreed it. It is said it is done. Put the seal. God said it. I don't know what people have spoken about you. I don't know what you've been sleeping about yourself. I don't know whether people have dictated things on you. You've self cursed yourself. You thought you're going to die. You thought this. Is the... I want to tell you in Jesus name. One word from me. We will rewrite your life. Amen. That's the gospel we preach. If so much for Monica Lewinsky. With all that the world is trying to do. How much more God can do for us? How much more he can lift you up from the dead? That is God. That is the story of Christmas. He chooses to use a shameful woman. All along known for her, all the atrocities. What people have said. He said no. This woman is mine. This girl is mine. I'm going to do something with her. Amen. That's the power of the gospel. Oh. When Mary. Attention, please, here. There's something new that I learned. When Mary and Zechariah sing their songs, there's one word that is mentioned more than once. Is that word me- mercy? Mercy. Let's all read that in the count of three. One, two, three. His mercy extends. To those who fear him. From generation to generation. Generation to. There are two times in Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 3. You have the genealogy. The lineage. Generation to generation mentioning. Now what is this word mercy? It blessed my heart. The word mercy. Mercy has got three Hebrew words. But I want to stick to the first one. Rakam. Kaporet. Hesed. Or kesed. Sometimes English is very delinquent in giving us appropriate meaning. I want all of them to translate this word in English. Annan. Anybody translate Annan to English with one word? Annan in English. No, brother. Which brother? Ah, no. I want one word for Annan. Tamil. There's only one word in English. Can you give me one word for Annan? Cheta. One word. There is no word. You need to use two words to get one word. So learn Tamil. I couldn't learn Tamil. The best way to learn Tamil is to marry a Tamil girl. I did the second one. Anyway. Pastor Prem would have given that idea. I don't know. Rakam. Everybody say Rakam. Rakam means to love and have compassion. Hold on. Mercy. Kaporet means mercy seat. You know, what is mercy seat? Just, just imagine with me. You go on to that, that place, the holy chamber. You have a box and you have cherubims on both the sides. And then you have a shining shining tablet here. I don't know how to describe. And, and then you have the glory of the Lord hitting that place. And mercy seat means once a year on the day of atonement, blood is taken. One year old lamb. And taken that hyssop. That, 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 that leaves of the hyssop. You dip it in the blood. And, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat. Covering. Covering. C- cover. Mercy covering. It covers. No remember. Cover. Every time the cover. Garments. Cover. Cover shame. Cover guilt. Cover pain. Cover sorrow. Cover mercy covering. Kapurath. Hesed is a very difficult word to understand. Compound word. It means mercifulness. But sticking to. Rakham. The original Hebrew word comes from Rahem, which means womb. God is merciful and he is merciful because his love is not love from the heart, but from the womb. That is why some people translate mercy and compassion as womb love. Oh I didn't understand this after reading so many years. I didn't understand that there's something called womb. That is mercy. Mercy means intense love from the womb, not just from the heart. It's from the it's from the depth of womb love. And I just wrote something that the womb is where the strongest connection and compassion of love are bonded between the mother and the baby. That is mercy. When God has mercy for you, it is like the baby in the womb. Mommy does not play with the womb, mommy cuddles the womb. The baby just 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 curls up for that warmth and comfort and compassion. That is mercy. Amen. That's the depth of love that God gives displays when it's mercy. He loved me from just like a mother would love the baby. The baby's so innocent, the baby would have messed up, kicking inside in dirt, take the baby out. The mommy said, This is my baby. No one, Isaiah 49, verse 15. Is it 15? Can a mother forget the baby? At a breast. And have no compassion. Compa- compassion. Summa patio, compassion on the one she is born. Even though. Even if the best picture of love cracks. I will not forget you. What a love that is. The mercy of God from the womb love. No other higher picture of love that we have. Look at the, look at the feminineness of God. God as a mother. El Shaddai, El Shaddai means breasted one, El Shaddai, God has no gender, but he revealed himself so many multiple places, he says, I love you like like a mother from the womb, my goodness, that is Bethsheba experienced that, and mercy moves from generation to generation, generation to generation, from one lineage to the other lineage, from Bethsheba it goes down, it goes down from one generation to the other generation, that's why you have the lineage there, I just put a picture here. Raham means womb love. Oh, it shook me on the inside that God loves you with a womb love. That nine months, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, so many visits in the hospital. Lie down, take those pills, energize. Why womb love? So many bones get altered just to accommodate a new entity inside womb love. Care for the baby. Get all the leaves you want Stay put in that place. Why? You're giving birth to something. Womb love. God loved us with that womb love. That is Christmas. Bringing back Monica again. One of the quotes that she said. When she was going through that intense pain and shame. You know what she said? I was worried about mummy. What in the world are you trying to say Monica? Mummy. That connection. That womb love I cannot forget. More than I was worried about, I was worried about mummy. I think on our carol's day, I was just mentioning about Kasab. The last line he said is, inform mummy. Whom love? Mummy. In our country, matru devo bhava, thaye devaru, womb love. God loved us with a womb, womb love. From one womb, no wonder Christmas surrounds around the womb. Somewhere in that god cordu- I, I love you like that. Wow, I love you like that. I want to show you the double bonus. Two, two genealogies, you have lineages in Matthew and Luke. Look at this perspective you can have many other opinions but look at this and i have enough reasons to believe on this lineage you come down the whole both of them are same in matthew and luke till david after david there's a lineage that develops proceeds from solomon and it goes down till jacob but luke features nathan somewhere here there's a breaking of two names the line in matthew travels through solomon and comes down to Jacob Nathan is another character and the lineage through Nathan is developed and comes down to Heli or Haley and then you have Joseph now who is this Nathan? let me go through this verse Bethsheba out of all the kings Bethsheba has two sons Solomon and Nathan mentioned in 1st Chronicles 3.5 let's look at that verse David reigned in Jerusalem, 33 years. These are the children born to him there. Shamua, Shobab, Nathan and Solomon. Four were born to. We think, I thought it was only Solomon. God gave a double bonus to cover her shame. From that womb came royalty. Two of her sons, not one son. Two of her sons were featured in the lineage of Jesus. What a double blessing. What a way God can cover. What a womb love. He took two of the children. Now let's travel back to know. From Solomon's line. You have Jacob. Jacob's son's name is Joseph. From Nathan. There's another lineage developed. You have Heli. Heli's daughter is Mary. It's absent in, in, in the, in the uh, uh, Luke. But it's intended. Implied. Implied lineages. Mary's lineage. Mary's a woman's lineage developed in the scriptures. Oh my, oh my. Too much. He Daughter is Mary. Mary and Joseph get married. Then they have. So from which lineage does Mary comes? Now I understand. Luke chapter 1. Is it verse 26? The angel Gabriel in the 6th month. When Elizabeth was pregnant. Went to a town in Nazareth and said. Mary, behold you are. Highly favored. Oh. Your lineage is featured. Your great 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 grandfather thousand years ago was Nathan. His mother was Betheba. You thought nothing could come out of Nazareth. It's a rowdy town, boisterous town. Things are upheaval there. This, no, no, no. Maybe you are highly favored. Your lineage is going to be developed. Wow. What a story. What a story. What a womb love of God. Mercy. Did I write something down here? Look at the story. Mary says his mercy extends from generation to generation. No, 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 no. But, but But how? No, it's mercy. Mercy doesn't talk about the past. Mercy doesn't talk about when forgiveness is granted. Mercy supersedes. From one generation to other generation, generation. That's the story. Mercy traveled from one generation of shame. Travel, 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 travel. 42 Mercy traveled. Mercy. Miriam mercy. Mercy. He is merciful. How a God is merciful. No wonder even on the last. Of his life on earth, his spirit is ebbing away. The fag end of few more minutes before he gives up his spirit, he talked to that criminal out of mercy, and he said, Today you will be with me. I know you're criminal, I know your past, I know all that you've done. Because he said, Remember me. That's mercy. Remember me. He said, Today you will be with me in my kingdom. You know when David messed up with Bathsheba? what's the first word he used in Psalm 51? Anybody? Anybody? Psalm 51. Oh my, what a prayer that rescued many times me from the pit. I don't know about you. I had to lie on Psalm 51 to say, Lord, forgive me. What's the first line? Have Hesed, have Rhem. David, have mercy on me. It means go deep down below me to pull me out. Go deep down to the womb to pull me out. Have mercy on me. No wonder David is a special man in the eyes of God. He received mercy. Mercy is always dispensed. You cannot earn mercy. It's given to us as a gift. Zechariah says show mercy to our ancestors. He closes his prophecy with the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness, in shame, in shadow of death look at what Elizabeth says the Lord has done this for me in these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace, my shame among the people steadfast love of the Lord never ends. His mercy is not from generation to generation His mercy is new every morning. God does not look you with lens cut past lenses, now. He doesn't see you what you did yesterday no wonder prayer Worship are vital for us because we receive mercy. He looks at me brand new every day. And he looks at me and loves me with a womb love. You know, after the baby is born, I was in Coimbatore two two days ago. My sister uh, was blessed with a baby boy there. I went to see. Womb love is different from after birth love. In womb love you don't bother. Color, size, shape, weight, nose, hair. No. My baby. My baby. That's mercy. God looks at you and says, you're my child. I love you from the womb. Nobody looks at Jeremiah and says, I knew you before you were born in your mother's womb. I knew you, man. My love. It's that it's a Jeremiah. I've loved you with an everlasting love. Because it's a womb love. Mercy. 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 In the Old Testament, when you mess up, you run to the mercy seat mercy his mercy is there right now this morning his mercy extends to you to your children close your eyes close your eyes don't cover your shame and walk away today yet another day before the year closes come to Jesus I don't know what is your past sometimes I'm like a Samaritan woman trying to be with the Messiah messed up fully Masquerading myself. He knows everything. If you need mercy this morning. Come to Jesus. He loves you with a womb's love. You are not rejected. Who said. You will never rise again. The enemy has always said. You will never prosper. You can never be used by God. Your family is going to be like this. Your marriage is going to be like this. Your children are gone. Case There is no no. I want to tell you. God loves you with a womb. Love. Mercy. 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 Mercy of God. Don't have to go back. With your past this morning. I know whoever you are. I know how long you've been a believer or a Christian. I know night after night you go back and. And though some accusing voices start replaying in your mind, memory, that's the enemy. The good news is, his mercy extends to you right now. I want to sing this song and I'll ask Pastor Prem to come.
1: We all know the song. steadfast love of the Lord never sees. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh Lord Faithful. If you say, this message is for me, and I want the mercy of God, I want you to rise up, unashamed, undeterred. If you say, Lord, I want your mercy on my family, on my marriage, on my children, on my generation. I want you, Lord, if that is you this morning, even as Pastor Prem comes to pray for us, I want you to stand up. If you say, Lord, it's been a long time I had a tender word from you. But I need your love this morning, oh God. I thought you forgot me. I can't make it on my own. I need your mercy. I cry for mercy this morning. If that is you, I want to tell you God loves you. Come to Jesus. If you're struggling with your past, the chain of sin has not gone away. Come to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is Your faithfulness, Oh Lord. It is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. lift your hands to God, Pastor pray.
2: others. We put on others. We look at others as hopeless. I'm sure Lord we are all guilty. Jesus, I'm guilty. We are guilty. Jesus, Jesus, at this time let your Holy Spirit Jesus, take, God, take over. Convict every one of us so God. Receiving from you God, is gracious and wonderful. But you want us also Lord. You taught us in the Lord's prayer. As we receive forgiveness. Want us to forgive others, O Lord. This Christmas season, help us to extend mercy to those who do not deserve
1: mercy.
2: Help us, Lord, to reveal Your love
1: to them. The world needs it. Our family
2: members need it.
1: Our neighbors need it. Remove every condemning
2: spirit in the name of Jesus. We pray that You would bind us with Your heart of love, bind our spirits with your spirit of love bind our bodies to that broken body on the cross Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. and let our hearts be filled with your presence, O oh Lord Jesus, and let your name be glorified Jesus, Jesus, we thank you for forgiving our past, however bad however dirty, however filthy, however dark it is you are forgiven and you have redeemed us and we want to thank you help us to move forward in that extend mercy to others. We thank you for this beautiful morning. We thank you for your servant who brought your word. Bless him, anoint him, use him. Lord, I find it's a privilege for me to be here this morning. To listen to the sermon especially On the womb love, Lord. And we want to thank you for that. We thank you for that. And I thank you for that. Into your hands we come ourselves. Make this Christmas and make this coming year. And hear that we will live with always rejoicing in your mercy. Always extending your mercy to the outside world. In the name of Jesus we pray.